Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. Based out of Southern California, we talk hunting, tips and tactics, the outdoors, and everything in between to help our fellow hunters find success. Brought to you by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. Supported by schoutdoors.com, the largest Southern California hunting forum. Sponsored by Archery Geeks Custom Strings. Use promo code RIDGE15 to save 15% off your order. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, as always. Uh, I always try to like to get somebody on here so you guys just don't have to hear me uh, and Brian or John or whoever else I got on here just talk. You guys hear us all the time. So I uh, actually reached out to one of my buddies, Bill Simmons. He, he's been on the show before. He's uh, what John calls legendary Bill Simmons. <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Good We're, to be back. Yeah, it's a cool deal, man. We're, it's, uh, it's cool to have you back on. I know we kind of chit-chat here and there. Over the past yeah, couple yeah. weeks, man, you've been out in New Mexico doing your thing, and and you're finally mm-hmm. back. And I was just kicking around the the old the old shoe in the garage, thinking, ah, shit, I should probably record a record a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put material out there. You gotta keep everybody interested, you know. Yeah, that's how it works, man. And it's been pretty <laughs> it's been pretty slow uh, the last month, but that's just that's life, man. We we get busy with life and whatnot. We we pick it up and yeah. we drop it off. It is what it is. It's yeah. part of the deal, you know. But this episode, oh, totally. what I wanted to do for the listeners is, over the past probably five months, I've probably got a total of, I don't know, 10, 12 questions, right, that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily answer. This is going to be pretty much the first one I think that I've ever done as far as like a, a guest questions answered review. It's not going to be a long podcast, just a few questions that I've pulled out of the pod that I have out of the queue and, uh, uh-huh. you know, let's just answer them. Yeah. Let's hit it. You down with that? Yeah, for sure. All right. So I got four of them. We'll answer four of them today. I know it's, okay. sun- it's Sunday night and I, I gotta go eat dinner and whatnot, but so, uh, let me get this thing up. The first one, and this one, this one's kind of cool. It, I mean, you're a pretty basic dude, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, compared to a lot of other guys, I guess I wouldn't say it's like, I've, um, like got primitive, stuff going on but right. i'm pretty basic you know what i mean it doesn't yeah. it doesn't take much to make me happy out there in the field or keep yeah. me comfortable or you it's know like, i mean it, yeah. it's like i said before like i'm living where i'm hunting like i live within the forest you know yeah the boundary so every day that i'm not doing stuff i suppose i have the upper upper hand on a lot of dudes you know what i mean so well, right right so i'm out there so i don't need I don't need too much. Right. And, you know, for these city slickers like myself, you know, I, I tend to buy into this. So this is the first question. And mm-hmm. I want to hear your, hear, your, hear, or hear your take on it. It's, do I need to buy the best of the best gear? All I see is high-dollar marketing schemes that make me think I need all the best and top-of-the-line gear. What are your thoughts? Okay. You know, man, like, that's tough. A lot of that expensive stuff, you know, I think, um, where are the guys using the the QU stuff? Yep. Um, Sitka. what's the other fancy camo stuff? Scree or something? Oh yeah, there's Scree, Sitka, Badlands. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, out Sitka, there, the other one. I think it's got a, it's its place. You know, it's it's all about personal preference. Like I know you kind of like all that stuff, don't you? Yeah, I I you run know, like so there's like the layering. Yes, and exactly. all that. It's all for me. It's all about layering. I think you can achieve the same stuff now. I'm not a crazy high-tech guy like that wants mm-hmm. the best of the best, right? So, yeah, I do believe in the layers because I have used the layering systems of, you know, 
King's Camel, yeah. right? I use the XKG series, which is a layering system that works really well for me. But for mm-hmm. I've also seen dudes like you wearing a red and black flannel shirt, and I'm sure you got a shirt under it or something, but it works for you. So it's it's just what people want, you know? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, behind that is that I do a lot of my hunting here in San Diego. Right. And and then, you know, kind of mosey up to Southern Utah at once every five years now, right. because that's all they'll let me do. <laughs> um, and they're both kind of, it's a mild climate. Like I don't need, we don't need all that crap no, in true. San Diego. We, we really don't like it doesn't, I mean, sure it snows on Laguna, but right. Laguna cold isn't Wyoming cold. No, no. It, and that, that's like, I'm, I'm assuming the guy that asked the guy or gal that asked this question, right? I'm assuming that that individual is talking about Southern California and you're right. You know, it's really, it does. Listen, I will be honest with you though, Bill, like when we go overnight camping in December, that late season mm-hmm. archery ticket we got, dude, it gets cold, man. Like, Oh I'll yeah. Be, I'll be sitting there For sure. freezing and I'm glad I have all the gear that I have, but yeah, you know, this individual might be a rifle hunter and, and is just going to hunt from end of October, you know, to end of November. And I mean, realistically in San Diego, how cold does it really get there? And, you know, depending if you're spending the night or what you're doing, but there's obviously a level of comfort that you would get. Uh, A lot of it has to do with peace of mind in my experience as well. Like if you're looking good, you're doing good. If you're feeling good, you're doing Mm -hmm. good, you know? So it's kind of the placebo effect as well. I mean, but there is no doubt that dude, when you start getting into the twenties, bro, like layering really, really works, man. Yeah. It's going to make a difference for sure. And then, if you get your hands on one of those nice puffy jackets, oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take you pretty far too. Yes, you know my dad's done that for years. He he just brought a nice puffy jacket, you know the old yeah. school ones from Cabela's back in the day, and yeah, just kind of they're easy to transport and they stuff down in your gear, and then you can swap them out, you know, right. midday and or mid morning. Right, and that that's um, what I do want to say too is that for the listener that asked that question, man, Bass Pro gear and uh, Cabela's gear. Dude, that stuff holds up. It holds yeah, up, Yeah, it's man. good stuff. It's good stuff, dude. So you really don't need to spend – I mean, think about it. That Kuyu stuff, that Sitka stuff, dude, you wrap a 1000 bucks into a set real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking real quick. And and it's like a lot of guys don't have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of money just to be throwing a 1000 bucks at a at a get-up, you know? I, I mean, if you got the money and you want it, go for it. But a lot of it has to do with, you know, oh, are, does it look cool? You know, yeah, and the cost of all that stuff is kind of what makes me think about like how the optics world is run. You know, um, if you're, I I mean, let's face it, everybody wants the Swarovski ELs, like that's what everybody's got their their mindset to, their dreams. Yep, um, and it's been like that for 20 years, like everybody wants the Swarovski, and they've gone up in value like ridiculous, like you know, they've they've straight up doubled. And um, if you're 20 years old, 21 years old, and you got a good job, and you don't have a bunch of responsibilities, and you got 2,400 bucks to go dump on a set of EL 1042s, then I say more power to it. Just do it. Yeah, that you know what I mean. That what you're talking about rolls right into the next question I was going to ask you. Okay. Was, and this one is: What optics are you running, and should I extend my budget to purchase a set of Swaros? Yeah. So like I said, man, like if you're, 
if you're like me, then you're a loophole guy. And I've only ever used loopholes. I, you know, I of course recognize that Swaros are, are pretty good, you know, and yeah. I'm still holding stubborn on the Vortex stuff. What do you mean? What, what do you mean by that? I don't, you know, when you've hunted for so long, you see a company like uh, Vortex come out, right. like when they didn't even used to exist. Right. And then everybody's like, oh my God, Vortex, it's okay. the shit. Right. You know I mean? And I've just been like, nah, man, I'm holding the loophole. You're like, rocking loophole. <laughs> That's where I'm at. It's either Leupold or Swarovski. That's where I'm going with this. Well, I mean, it, um, it all it all pays out. I will tell you that in regards to that question, like, I'll be honest with you. So, Johnny, uh, SD, I think his Instagram name is something like SD Ryan, right? Yeah, S-C-H, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Ryan. Hunts. Yeah. And so on on <laughs> on uh, SCH Outdoors, he's um, SD Bird. So, anyways, he just picked up a pair of those vortex razor uhds the 18 by 56s yeah he just got them so this is my thought if if i had 2400 bucks laying around right and it wasn't going to hurt me to spend the money right i Mm -hmm. probably would buy swaros right i would i think i would because that's that i don't think you could get away from that being the best of the best now what i will say to that is if you have 15 1600 laying around and that's not going to hurt as bad i would look at the uhd lineup now Mm -hmm. loophole as well i'm sure they got some badass glass out there for right around the same price it's all preference but in terms of this question i think that if you have the money and it's not going to hurt you and your wife or your husband isn't going to kill you, then do it. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know the and, return policy, though. So I, I don't know. You know? I, well, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I've heard that Vortex has got, they've got it figured out. You know, like I think, I'm pretty sure they have the lifetime warranty. Yeah, or no, something Vortex. Like that. Vortex says, I run the Razors currently. I don't run the UHDs. I run 12 mm-hmm. by. 50 razor hds right the gen twos and then i uh-huh. have a gen one razor 85 millimeter 20 to 60 spotting scope and i i had dropped my spotting scope and i was concerned Ooh. about it and i called them up and they were like dude send it to us they, they go you could throw that thing under your truck tire run it over and send it to us and we'll replace it for you you know yeah. like they, they yeah. have unconditional warranty through through vortex and now i don't know about swaro though because if you spent twenty five hundred dollars on a set of glass and something happened dude you're gonna kick yourself right in the teeth it better it better have a warranty i you would hope and i don't know exactly what loophole has you know i've um i damaged a pair of loopholes a long time ago and um you know like the eye relief when you can you can screw it up or down yeah one of those got all jammed up somehow out in D12 and I couldn't fix it. And so I sent it back and they were like, Hey man, um, these things are pretty bad. We're just going to send you a brand new pair of binoculars. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, how much is that going to cost me? And they said, nothing. We're just swapping these out with a a pair that is comparable in value. Even though these binoculars you have are like 12 years old. Right. Um, so they sent me a pretty good pair of, I think they were McKinsey's, the loophole McKinsey's, but, I don't have those anymore. I left them on my truck out hunting and forgot about them and drove off and lost them and never saw them again. And so oh, now man. I have, uh, yeah, pretty pretty gnarly. That same year I lost a rangefinder too. And um, it was an expensive year. Yeah. Um, but now I have some loophole 1042 Alpines and 
they are pretty nice. You love them, huh? Yeah, they're 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 clear. They're comfortable. Yeah, I'm pretty anxious to get get behind them this year. I'll tell you what, man. I I've been glassing quite a bit lately with my razors, and and I without a doubt, dude. Like, I I am not disappointed. I really am not disappointed. I all my buddies that are guides, they all run Swaros. Okay, they run. Mm-hmm. They were running Leicas for a long time, right? And then they switched to the Swaros, and it, it, like. They, without a doubt, when I was out there last year in Idaho, I had my spotter up and, and we were spotting, and it was probably like 15 minutes before dark. Like sunset had already mm-hmm. happened, and my razor started fading, right? It yeah, looks, that's, a, that's a big thing, man. Like, if you can get a pair that don't, that allow you to hunt later in the day, right? you know? It, but this then, is the thing. I mean, the, and my thought was 15 minutes before dark. That's like prime time. Right. That's twilight hour, dude. Now, granted, I was looking, dude, I was looking into a shaded area on the backside of a mountain and looking west, right? So the sun mm-hmm. had already dropped. It was on the backside. It's like the darkest spot that you could be. And my, I will, I'll be honest, my buddy with the Swaro, dude, his, his 85 or 85 or 95, whatever it is, dude, this spotter, bro, <laughs> there's a difference. So, I mean, there's definitely yeah. a difference in glass, right? But I also didn't spend, you know, $3,000 on my spotter either, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. So it's one of those things. For and, sure. And for the listener that asked that question, if you chose to go with razors or anything comparable to that, you know, then it's a great choice. You know, midday, like if you're looking directly down the middle of your glass, are you going to see a difference? Pretty dang sharp. You start getting on those yeah. fringes in- on the outside. You start getting buzzed out, mm-hmm. but it's great. Glass. Yeah. So I think, yeah, getting back to that, if I wouldn't be disappointed with, you know, with Vortex or with Loophold, um, or some of the other ones, Nikon, they make some pretty good binoculars too. Yeah. Which all these binoculars, in my opinion, are entry level to the Swarovski. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like that's, that's where you're going to end your binocular quest yes. is that for <laughs> it is that, that's top of the line that it that you know Micah, and they say Zeiss yeah. is pretty intense and, too but and taking a step back a little bit i don't discredit vortex's um quality like right. for sure that, that's good stuff i don't i do not doubt it like i have a bunch of friends that and you know in you and everyone that is using vortex and they're killing deer so obviously they work i'm just was just saying, I'm yeah. just stubborn because I've always been a loophole kid. Yeah, and there's nothing know? wrong with that, dude. So, I mean, getting back to that listener's question, yeah, if you can extend your budget and and it's not going to hurt you, dude, just buy it once and and be done with it. Yeah, so three to five hundred bucks for a good pair of binoculars right now. That's going to get you. You're going to kill deer with those. Yeah, you know, you're going to find deer with three to five hundred dollar pair of binoculars on a tripod. Yeah, you know, put it on a tripod and you're probably going to mm-hmm. find deer. If you're in an area exactly. that holds deer, so you know it's a good one. Let's uh let's move on to the next one real quick. Okay, man, Brian's blowing me up right now. <laughs> Tell Brian, to, Brian, relax. <laughs> he's, he's like you're, ta- <laughs> you're talking to Bill. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so here's a good one too, man. I, I'm actually I actually particularly fo- I'm fond of this question because I I actually like the essence of it, right? So it's what rifle should I purchase for my first rifle? Right. 
man. And and granted, the, let me preference these questions. There's stories that go on with these these questions. I just don't have time to read them off and you know do all that stuff. So yeah. I'm just taking yeah. the actual general question and basically is what rifle mm-hmm. should I purchase for my first rifle? Yeah. Ah, uh, that you know. So, man, that's tough because I'm so biased on on rifles right. um, and cartridges. Um, you know, like I was raised in a Winchester house. So like my, my deer rifle was just when I was a young man or a kid, you know, my dad got me a Winchester model 70 pre 64. That was, you know, the rifle was made in um, 1956 or 1958. Right. You know, it's a, it's a featherweight. It's got a shorter barrel. It's got open size, but I have a loophole very X two, three by nine by 40 on it. Um, and he's a, you know, he's a Winchester guy too. And if you, I guess it just depends on if you want to buy a brand new rifle or if you're okay buying a used rifle, because there's always that chance you could find a used rifle and you try to put it on paper and you can't get it to group. But I suppose that is a possibility with brand new rifles too. You know, a good friend of mine, Chris, he, Man, he put in some work years ago. He started deer hunting, and um, he was using his dad's Winchester Model 70. I think it was a post-64 and 30-06. And then he he bought himself a Savage 7-millimeter um, mag. Right. And that dude, he has not killed a deer yet under 300 yards with that rifle. He's really? just been, oh, yeah, it, hit that rifle that he bought brand new. I don't know what model it is. I'd have to ask him. But it's a, it doesn't have a um, detachable mag. Like it's just a flat, like a, yeah. a flat stock underneath. Yep. And uh, it's a tack driver, dude. The thing, it crushes deer. Yeah. Just uh, straight up, you uh, know. All of these modern, all of these modern entry level rifles, they're all, dude, they're all like MOA guns, man. You know, like I, I, I want to say that. I'd have to go inside to actually look at the actual question itself. But I want to say that this individual said that they wanted to spend less than $900 on a full setup. Oh, easy. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I I, could, I'm saying, oh, yeah, easy. I, I mean, yeah. dude, I'm a firm believer that as a citizen, right, that just hunts for a living. I'm not a professional shooter mm-hmm. or not hunts for a living, but, you know, hunts for recreation and, and likes to eat wild game. Uh I'm not a professional shooter. I go to the range and I plank and I shoot and I try to shoot long distance. Mm -hmm. You know, I I like to do my due diligence and stuff. I can tell you right now that I do not believe that I personally could outshoot any one of my rifles that I have. And they're all entry level rifles. Oh, like to outshoot, like to have to have the barrel replaced. No, no. Like, like I don't think my technique is good enough to shoot a tight enough group. Oh, I see what you mean. mean Your rifle's, you know, Your rifle's built better than you are. Yeah, so absolutely. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, yeah, same, same here. Yeah, yeah, same here. And and that's how I feel. Now I do know people, and a lot of them are on SCH Outdoors, right? The forum, dude. Those guys are like tack driving fools, and they compete in F class and all this stuff. And and yeah. those guys, dude, they would outshoot my my rifles. I I believe. I mean, they make a bullshit, you know, whatever, it's whatever. But the reality is, is I took for me my favorite gun now moving forward. I mean. I haven't shot a, I haven't shot an extensive amount of guns, right? But I'll tell you right now that my six five Creedmoor, that Ruger American Predator, that's my favorite gun. Mm-hmm. Like that is the favorite gun of mine right now. Yeah, and Ruger 
of course, you know, Ruger, they're like the king of doing this. They, they just, they hit a home run again by making the American. I have a, an American too. It's just, it's the predator version in the seven sixty by 39 that accepts the Ruger mini 30 magazines. Right. Um, cause I'm a fancy like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those, those rifles group good. And I took my rifle out and I'm like, eh, I don't have any good seven sixty by 39 ammo. You know, like who makes quality hunting ammo for this? It, it's, it's rare. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to shoot some wolf ammo out of this thing. The hundred and I don't know, 23 grain yeah. piece of, you know, $3 a box for 20 wolf ammo. And the thing was just, was blasting, was just hitting milk jugs, you know, at a hundred yards, easy. Yeah. On just a, um, on just a boar site. Really? You know, out of the, yeah, the guys that's down at right to bear and Alpine, that's where I bought the rifle. And, and Trent was like, Hey man, let me just foresight this thing real quick and just kind of get you on the right page, you know, get you on paper. And I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. They had a loophole three by nine by 40 down there for me. And, and then, um, I picked up some worn scope mounts off of those guys too. And they just, they set the whole gun up for me right there in the shop, right. you know? And they're like, Hey man, you want a beer? There's some beer in the back. And I'm like, if you're offering, <laughs> you're offering, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sure shit. And, you know, I take the gun home and a couple of days later, I'm like, well, let's go see. And just kind of shooting off the, the bed of my truck and it's just killing it, you know? Damn. And I'm like, yeah, these guys, they're all right. They sold me a good gun. They put it together for me. Right. And it's just the Ruger American going back to that. It's just, it's a, a good quality budget gun. It is. It really is. And you know what? Like my thing with it is I, I don't know enough about long range shooting or firearms like manufacturers and, and mm-hmm. aftermarket parts and all of that stuff. I always have this like deep dive that wants me to build a like badass custom gun, but Oh, for sure. Dude, how I, I mean, I know guys take yeah. those crazy guns to the field, but man, I beat my guns up, man. Like I'm not on I purpose. Too. I mean, but I fall, I'm out in the back country. You know, I don't, I couldn't imagine building like a six, $7,000 gun, man, dropping it and bending rings and denting scopes. And you know, I mean, not that I would ever think I would do that, but I just think I know me and I know yeah. the reality. And I think that that could be a possibility now. Same here, man. Like you're hunting, you kind of, you're hunting in San Diego in particular, you get on the backside of some of these mountains and your rifle becomes your tool. Dude, seriously. You know? And so, yeah, I've seen, I've seen rifles just, just take a dive and mine too. Lean it up against something, you know, it falls. You you lean your rifle up against the yucca and you're like trying to adjust your pack and it falls over and you know, the scope hits a rock and you're like, well, I hope it's still on. Yeah. You're like, "Uh, hopefully we can get a hundred. You know what I mean? You're saying here, I, I don't, I don't really want a two thousand dollar rifle out there. I'd rather just go to Turner's and buy buy a new Howa. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, well, this just, is like my thing is the reason why I love that Predator. I'm I'm partial to it because I I'm just a Ruger fan. Uh, I mean, I, I have video of it, man. Like seven, eight hundred yards with that six five Creedmoor just ringing steel, dude. Like ringing yeah. it all day long, and and it's like obviously that's a poke on an animal. But the fact that a factory rifle like that, I got a ten dollar in M Carbo trigger spring <laughs> that I that I replaced yep. out of that thing, and dude, it's like two pounds and it's it's consistent and it just turned. 
that gun completely into to me as close to a custom gun as I'd ever probably get without spending thousands. Oh, you for know sure. what I mean? So and it's probably it's probably frustrating for some guys who have spent all that money, you know, and oh, yeah. McMillan stock and Timmy Trigger and um you know, I, what is it? Who makes the, the good barrels? Dylan or right. something? Yeah, well, or they Shillin, got, they got barrels. Heart, heart barrels. Dude, they got a ton out there, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you really got to know. If you're a big gun freak, dude, like, and more power to them. I dig it, man. I love it when I get on that form and, and I just see thread after thread of these guys just geeking out on rounds and how they build <laughs> them and stocks, totally, triggers, yeah. barrels, you know, just – it's crazy seat mint, all that kind of stuff, shit off the lands, all it's crazy. Cause I yep. don't understand it. And I just try to, I try to take all that stuff in. So for the individual that's saying, Hey, you know, what rifle I, should, I would say, definitely look at a Ruger American, look at Savage, you know, Remington. If you, if you want to spend, you know, 600 bucks on the rifle, like buy a 700, an SPS, you know, yeah. like there's yeah. good guns for sub $600 out there that, you know, totally. you, don't, you don't have to buy, you know, these, what are they, uh, the MOA rifles and stuff, you know, you could buy a Howa thousand bucks, man. Like, yeah. And you don't want to be an, an air 15 guy hunting deer. I, I'm sorry. Some not, people are going to be, my style. some people are going to be pretty disappointed in that. They don't want to hear it, but don't be that guy. <laughs> you know, don't be that guy. I'm sorry. Don't be that guy out I, there with the air 15. And like this isn't combat. It's just deer hunting. It's deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I particularly like the, the process it takes. You lay down, you line up, you rack one in the chamber, you breathe. You know what I mean? I like that me too. aspect of hunting, right? It makes me more, it doesn't just make me feel like I'm target practicing. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's just, I like a bolt gun while hunting. Now, granted, I don't know, man. I feel like if I was in Alaska, <laughs> I'd want an AR-10, you know, like a bear scared what, shit. Though? Well, I don't know. Bears. I'm scared of bears, bro. They scare the shit out of me. Yeah, but that's only a 308. I know. Well, dude, it, well, no, what I'm telling you, you is need like a, the rapidness you need a 40, of 4570 or. I get it, but it's the rapidness <laughs> of a 308 at a you charging bear. You need the instant gratification of firing off a bunch of rounds into something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, you, I would I would argue that if you had 10 rounds of an AR-10, I don't even know what you could carry in Alaska, to be honest. Probably shouldn't even talk about it. But I'd yeah. imagine that if you had at least five that you're able to crack off really quick of yeah. a 308, no, you're, you're probably going to turn something around. Yeah, you're right. Um, I shoot my Air 15 a lot. And when I transition over and I pull my M1A out of the safe and I you know, load up the box mag with, with 7.62s and I empty that magazine, I'm like, man, that's a world of a that's a world of a difference. Yeah, it is. Like that's yeah, like yeah, for could, sure. Could you imagine being <laughs> on the other end of that? Yeah, no way. Dude. That's what makes the the soldiers and the Second World War so amazing. I know is that you know they 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 took the world with an M1 Grand, right? You know exactly. they're just out there owning it with the same rifle that I'm killing deer with. Yeah, I think every American the same cartridge. One. Sorry, not rifle, dude. I. So, I mean, now we're kind of getting off topic, but uh, let's switch to the next one real quick, man. We're, we're about 30 minutes into this. So the next one, and this one, this one is geared solely at me, and, and I know you kind of <laughs> feel the same uh, in our previous conversations, but this one basically was going on. Brandon, why are you so against social media? It seems like you have a hatred, or a, it seems like you have a deep hatred for it. I do. I, and I understand your angle, and 
I don't exactly support it, but I get it. So <laughs> I just just say it. Say it. Let's go ahead and give your your thought on it, dude. I don't like social media because of what it's done to society. I don't like how. And I know I've kind of ran it about it before, but for example, me and my chick, we were driving back from a barbecue last night we're coming home and, and she was like, you know what? I'm glad you don't have it. And I'm like, no, I'm glad that you're glad that I don't have it, you know? And she's like, I just kind of dove into it. I said, our youth is screwed. They're screwed, man. Like our buddy, Nick, we were barbecuing at his house last night and uh, his boy's a big baseball player. I think he's like 10, I think something like that. And, uh, with this COVID stuff, it's, there's no practice. There's nothing, right? So these kids are in the house. And all the kids doing, all these kids do now is YouTube, Instagram, you TikTok-ing. know, TikTok, dance. You know, it's just like a different way of life. Like when I was his age, dude, we were at Kit Carson Park in Escondido, up in <laughs> Valley Center, terrorizing, yeah. like outside. So I just feel like when those kids are my age, 33, 30s, mid-30s, right? They're not going to be the same people. And I see it with people that I work with today. Like, I have young guys, 18, 19, 20 years old, working for me. And they're children. Now, I, I know people will say, well, that's every 18, 19, 20-year-old. And I, I don't buy that, though. I don't buy that. Because I'll argue that some individuals, like some kids, grow up harder than others. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you grow up harder than another, the way you perceive life is different. So if you grow up, you know, throwing rocks at each other and swimming in streams and building tree forts and being a kid, right? Like guy or girl, whatever, just being a kid, a real kid. Yeah. You're going to be different going into a career than if you were spoiled, rotten, played video games all day, did, you know, just the things that you and I weren't able to do when we were kids. So now I look at all these kids. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has social media. Everybody like feeds off of it. And you hear people bring up things they find online. Like they're actually facts. And it's like, where did you get that? Oh, I saw it on Instagram. Like, dude, you saw it on Instagram. Like, isn't there something wrong with that? Yeah, we're in for it. We're in for it as a, as a race, as a culture, you know, there's an old saying that goes, um, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. You're absolutely right. And so that's, we're kind of on the tail end of that right now with the men are creating hard times. Yes. So you just wonder, well, I'm sorry, it, we're caught in the middle between the hard times and the and the weak men honestly yeah well this is so this is and yeah so i feel like you're right like you're, where's that transition gonna be yeah my old right? man dude my old man was talking shit to me the other day like he wasn't even talking shit to me he was just talking shit about his crew he's like brandon he's over it he's like he wants to retire he's like these kids nowadays that come to work for me they, they can't they're nothing he goes i'm the first one on the job site he goes if i was when i was a kid like so when he was entering the workforce he said if I wasn't the first one on the on the job site, they'd send me home. Yeah. Like now, my dad's on the job site. He has to wait for these kids to show up. He has to tell them what to do. They don't have any initiative. And it's it's crazy. He was just going ranting about it. But it's a culture thing. It is. And it. I feel like 
morals, oh, dude, social media is killing morals. It's killing family values. It's killing like street smarts. Yeah. It's killing yeah. the way people make money. It, it's just killing it. Everyone wants to just sit back and be an, an influencer. It's creating this instant gratification. You yeah. know, people are all out there saying, defund the police why well, say defund social media dude get rid of social media defund like, the police make it gone i'm not saying that like, dude it's crazy <laughs> i'll tell you right now defund the police i'm not saying all police are good i'm not saying that yeah there's, but there's, i don't support it right i don't support that at all like th- there's bad in everything there's bad doctors out there dude you know you hear about it on you you go in and get you know your teeth pulled and doctors are grabbing chicks and shit you know you hear about that shit all the time you yeah. know, so oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's bad people in every yeah, position. Yeah, bags everywhere. Dude, they're everywhere. We'll, and it, we'll talk about something later, but yeah, for sure. You see what I I'm saying? I got something for you. So it's, <laughs> I want to hear it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like our youth, they're being decentralized to like sexual activity. I don't like how morals, the morals are going away. Like, for whatever reason, yeah. the public thinks it's okay now to have half naked people on every corner. Like that's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's not okay. Now, granted, we do live in a progressive society. Like that's naturally what's going to happen. And I get it. So it is what it is. But I don't think that we should have like sexuality out in the public the way it is. Right? Yeah, for sure. Not, yeah, no way. And I don't, no way. I don't it, have it's too, things are, are just, they're too, um, I don't, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like vile, like things. The world's vile right now. It is vile, and the problem is, you know, is, I don't know how that changes. Yeah, and so it's it's sucky, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram, and I like to share with you know my my friends and whoever else out there. Like, yeah, man, I shot a pretty nice buck, or I shot a you know a, a elk last year, and this is what I'm doing with my kid. We're catching crawdads. It's pretty neat. And, and just sharing this outdoor experience through social media because I don't get to see these people all the time. And, yeah. and some of the social media stuff is it's giving me an opportunity to meet cool guys like, like Justin and, and, and Brian, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and John and, yeah. and some folks that I, I probably would have never met before. And Johnny Ryan, that dirtbag is cool too. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty fun to hang out with, dude. He is. I dude. like that guy. I get it. And, uh, and Travis, yeah. but the list goes on and on and on. But um, for sure, it it sucks to see the outdoorsman world get perverted yeah. by social media. Yeah. And it causes this, just this drive and this influx yes. to be like, well, look what I killed. Yeah. Look and, what I shot. Right. Like, oh, that's cool. Nice forky. Check out my three-pointer. Right. Nice three-pointer, but check out my four-pointer. The like, th- you know what I mean? It's just, it's this doggy dog social media world. Who wants to be popular? Where, yeah, it just it never ends, and it's it is kind of it is out of control. It's not kind of out of control. It's out of control. It is, and that that's one of the main reasons why I hate social media. Outside of all the stuff that I I've listed, is it's literally taking something that I love to do. Right? I wasn't I. I wasn't privileged enough to grow up in a hunting family where I could have hunted my entire younger years. Right. So I have found something that I truly am passionate about. Right. And I, I talk to people that have social media and they're always just like, Oh, look at this, look at that. And, it, and it's cool, you know, but it ties back into like the camo stuff. Like you don't, 
Mm-hmm. You don't need that cool stuff that looks cool, that go fast gear to go out and enjoy the outdoors. And when you look at it and you go, oh, like you said, oh, you killed a forky. That's cool. Look at my three point. Look at my four mm-hmm. point. Look at this. Look at that. And it's like, it's always trying to yeah. one up. I don't Yeah, the like first it. thing you do when you show someone a picture of something is they're like, oh, cool. Look at this. And they pull their phone out and they right. show you. Like whatever happened to like, just being ah, cool. Like, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, like if you showed me a forky, I'd be like, that's fucking cool. Was your kid with you? And, yeah right you know yeah you're like, yeah or whatever whatever the deal is i'd be like dude that's so cool that to be able to go out and just have fun with family and friends and and do your yeah. thing it, it's not that's a competition like, yeah and that's like that's where i'm at like right now like with with my kid too he's getting old enough and i'm gonna start like really dragging him into things and then i see like i said johnny ryan before he's just he's dragging his kid out there you know what i mean they're having all this fun and sharing pictures and just all this cool shit you know, I'm like, I'm going to do that with my kid, too. Dude, it's like, so it cool. Like, it is time. I've known Johnny for years, and that guy's been sending me pictures of him coming out of the valley with, with Donald, his boy, Dude. and just a strap yeah. of ducks. And it's like, man, that kid, Johnny takes his kid literally everywhere. He's a great dad. Yeah. You know, he's, he's doing like, it right. Doing it right. For sure. And, and it's super cool. And Johnny kills a lot of stuff. And you know what? Johnny's also one of those guys that I don't feel like he's out there just bragging. He'll be like, oh, I shot a fork. And it's like. Hell yeah, dude, that's rad. Exactly. He'll tell you yeah. all about it, you know, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, it is what it is. I had an opportunity and I took it. He's not out there, oh, mm-hmm. look at this fork I smoked, blew this dude's deer out of the water or whatever, you know. It's <laughs> not, he's not out for the fame. Yeah. He's not. He's just a genuine dude. Exactly. I, I feel it. the same. I, I dig it. So, yeah, social media sucks. It does. And some yeah. people would say, oh, well, you're on a podcast and, and you're doing this. And, and you you know what? You're right. But you know what? If you were to look for fucking Ridge Ridge Outdoors fucking social media page, you ain't going to find one. Because when John left, I told him, hey, man, cut that shit loose because I ain't doing it. You know, that's the truth. Like, it, this is it. This is all I got, man. I, I don't I don't run that social media. And you know what? It probably would be a good thing to up and run it. And and I don't know. Maybe Brian will do it or I can get my wife to do it or whatever. But I, I, I just refuse <laughs> to do it, man. I know I've talked to you about yeah. it. I, I just can't do it. I, Dude, it irritates the shit out of me, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's, that's a noble thing. I want to be true um, to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But listen, man, I uh, I appreciate you going through those fucking questions with me, man. It was a good time, and I haven't talked to you in a while. I know you've been out of town, and, and we'll definitely uh, get together in person and record some more. I know me and Brian, we're going to be down in, in uh, I think, Campo. Well, he's going to be down yeah. there. He was, he was saying, oh. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm telling you, he's got to look at some house or something like that. He's got to babysit some okay. house. Gotcha. So he's well, going to be down there. That. That's okay. Yeah, he, he's going to be down there, and I told hey, him. Hey, don't be scouting down here. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't hunt that, you know. I don't hunt that. You guys are North County guys. Man. Don't worry There's about plenty it. up there. I'll stay out of your area. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Nah, I know, dude. All right. Well, listen, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for coming on and doing your thing and and helping me answer those questions, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. Right Keep on. Anytime. Yeah, man. For sure. I'll talk to you. All right, bud. All right. Sounds good. All right, dude. Later. Later.